Respected brothers, respected elders, mothers and sisters listening at home Although the first Muslim Navy came into existence during the Khilafat of Sayyidina Uthman bin Affan radiallahu ta'ala an under the command and leadership of Hazrat Amir Muawiyah radiallahu ta'ala an but when we analyze some of the verses of the Quran it becomes clear that the Arabs in general were a seafaring nation anyway even before the advent of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam when we analyze some of the verses of the Quran it becomes clear that the Arabs were not all those that can be described that were completely alienated from understanding the waters, the seas and the ocean when we look at the geographical location of Arabia you will notice that three sides of Arabia are surrounded by water by sea you have the Persian Gulf on one side the Indian Ocean on the other side and then towards the west you have also the Red Sea and not to forget also that in Arabia a lot of the people were also living in the coastal region especially towards Yemen Yamama Hadramaut Oman Bahrain and that part of the region so the Arabs were people who did have some acquaintance to the seas and the ocean when we look at the verse of Surah Al-Ankabut in fact the very last the last few verses of Surah Al-Ankabut ayat number 65 Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made mention the condition of the mushrikeen and their attitude when they would travel by sea and this was even before the coming of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam 
Now remember the first Muslim navy was in the time of Hazrat Uthman. We're talking about Muslim navy. But for people who would travel by seas and sailors, this was even before the time of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes their condition, the mushrikeen. This name that is given to them to be mushrikeen actually means that they would even believe in Allah or at times they would even worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala but at the same time they would even worship the idols of their forefathers and that is why this name is given to them as mushriks so when the Arabs would want to take an oath as we would say qassam qassam they would say wallahi what would they say the oath was generally taken by the name of Allah but at the same time they had the idols and they would worship the idols these are the gods of our forefathers this, this was their belief their aqidah but when they would travel by sea Allah says فَإِذَا رَكِبُوا فِي الْفُلْكِ دَعَوُوا اللَّهَ مُخْلِسِينَ لَهُ الدِّينَ when they would travel by sea the mushrikeen would become very mukhlis and sincere when the waves would crash onto the planks of the boat. Now in those days, it was a simple boat, made out of wood of course. And so when the boat would shake from one side to another, when there's fear in the hearts of the people, at that time they would forget the idols and they would only remember Allah. This was their attitude. So Allah says, فَإِذَا رَكِبُوا فِي الْفُلْكِ When they are traveling by sea, they look in the right, left, nothing. It's an open sea. And they only say, Allahu muhafiz, Allahu muhafiz, Allahu muhafiz. Allah is the one who will protect. Allah is the one who will protect. But they are mushriks. But Allah says, when you travel, mukhlisin, you become mukhlis, very sincere. Even today, my respected brothers, subhanallah, when we travel by plane, and there's turbulence up in the air, in the plane, in the flight, and the plane shakes one side to another. Mm-hmm. Alhamdulillah, sincere Muslims do the zikr of Allah. Don't you, Musabi? Mm-hmm. Allahu Akbar. Who is protecting us up in the heaven? Huh? Never mind Emirates, never mind British Airways, never mind whatever Airways you like and your best flights. It is Allah who protects you. This should be the aqidah of the believers. It's not technology. It is not Titanic. Titanic. 5,000 workers to construct that ship. 275 meters in length. It was meant to be an assault upon nature. And they gave it a name, the unsinkable ship. They were so proud. Unsinkable ship. What happened? Allahu Akbar. Completely down. So protection comes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So when the waves would crash on the boat, they would take the name of Allah. Whenever death stares in the eyes of a person, then his real attitude overtakes him. Even Fir'aun. Even Firaun, the man who had actually claimed to be Ana Rabbukumul A'la. 
عن ربكم الاعلى he said to Musa Ali confronted the Nabi of Allah and when he saw the waves Bahre Kulzum the waves on top of him and he looked at the waves and he said now I bring faith upon the Rabb of Musa and Harun alayhi salam it was too late and he was drowned Firaun was drowned and his entire all of his followers his army was wiped out one shot Allah but this is the attitude when death is in front of a person he becomes very mukhlis that is why you'll find a lot of the awliyaullah the condition is very different they are never content why? because there is always this lingering fear I will die what will happen what will happen when I stand in front of my Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala they had the full power and control over their desire this lingering fear is always there and they could cry instantly very quickly they could cry for an example if somebody Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala save us all and give us shifa from all the diseases if the doctor was to diagnose and say that this man has got cancer his entire life changes you put the best food in front of him it's nothing, it does not appeal to him you tell him to go for the best holiday it does not appeal to him why? because now he feels that the reality has dawned upon me and this is haq and so the mushrikeen when they would travel in those days they would fear and so they would take the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Allah says فَلَمَّا نَجَّاهُ مِنَ الْبَرِّ and when I rescue them and save them and bring them back to bar bar means dry land إِذَاهُمْ يُشْرِكُونَ they catch up to their evil habits again and doing shirk with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala this was the attitude فَإِنَّا لِلَّهِ وَإِنَّا إِلَيْهِ رَاجِعُونَ but from the verse of Surah Al-Ankabut we understand that the Arabs were people who did have an understanding to the seas and to the ocean in fact uh, historians have even mentioned 2000 years before the birth of Isa alayhi salam came Hazrat Yusuf alayhi salam and his own brothers had plunged him down deep into the well and then you had the caravan the travelers that were passing by and they stopped to refill their supply of water and the well was there as they lowered the bucket and then pulled it up again subhanallah instead of water you have this beautiful babe in front Hazrat Yusuf alayhi salam and immediately when they saw the beauty that was visible on the face of Yusuf alayhi salam they made him into turned him into a slave a merchandise to be sold in Egypt Ulama have mentioned that in the caravan majority of the people were also Arab traders though the people who picked up Yusuf alayhi salam were not Arab but the Arabs were engaged in trading this was in their blood and they would do they would engage in importing and exporting goods and the importing exporting of goods was done by land and also by sea so the scholars have mentioned that they did have an understanding of navigation and also an understanding of the seas now what I have in front of me are some verses of the Quran so that Alhamdulillah we also benefit from the kalam of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes 
the activities of the people and the blessings that Allah has given them. In another verse, Surah An-Nahl, Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala says, "Wahuwa allazi sakhkhara al-bahr." It is Allah who has subjugated the seas for you. Otherwise, would it be possible for a person to swim in the ocean in the seas? Allahu uh, Akbar. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made it musakhar. And Allah says, one great benefit for insan, لِتَأْكُلُوا مِنْهُ لَحْمًا طَرِيَّ So that insan can eat from that which is beneath the seas and the ocean. Allah has, mashallah, made provisions for human beings. And Allah says, so that you can eat lahma. Now in Arabic, lahm means meat. But in this ayat karima lahm means fish. Allah says, lahman tariya, fresh fish. Lahman tariya, fresh fish. Subhanallah. Fresh fish. And I met a person once who did not touch fishes and he says, No, I'm not a, I'm not a seafood man. I was shocked. Uh, MashaAllah. Seafood is a great blessing from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. MashaAllah. Machli, you don't even have to make it halal, Musabi? Do you make halal? No, you don't make it halal. Seafood. And there is no ikhtilaf in seafood. And it is also very, very healthy. And not only that, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also alludes in this ayat karima it is also a very profitable profession. Fishermen's going out deep into the seas, especially nowadays with the modern gadgets. They know exactly where to anchor the ship and wherever the best catch would be. They stop there. With with all the devices that they have, they know exactly. Ha, Allahu Akbar. And so they, they are in the seas for, for a few weeks and they come back, they have enough money for six months. Very good business. And Allah says, Lahman Tariya. In fact, we need to prepare because inshallah, the Ummah is destined for Jannah. The Ummah is destined for Jannah. In the hadith, it comes that when the people will enter Jannah, their first hospitality and the food that will be served to them will be this most delicious delicacy of fish put in front of them. And when Ahlul Jannah eat from it, they will just stand in amazement for years. Oh, oh, subhanallah. They have not tasted anything in their life as delicious as this one lukma of fish. And this is the hospitality that will be given to the people of Jannah. I see Umar already, the mouth is watering. <laughs> huh? Subhanallah. So Allah says, Lahman tariya wa tastakhriju minhu hilyatan talbasunaha. And that insan can extract from the oceans, deep into the ocean, jewels, huh? pearls, jewels, which is beneficial for all of the human beings and for humanity in general. And everything is mentioned in the kalam of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Again, we understand that the Arabs were not just simple people. But they went out to catch fish. They went out on a mission to gather uh, pearls and corals. They, they had a mission also. They, they would dispatch cargo and merchandise by ship from one country to another country. 
So these were the tujar. The Arabs were tujar. They would do a lot of business and tijarat. And then in one verse of Surah Al-Rum, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned another blessing. Allah says, وَمِنْ آيَاتِهِ And this is verse number 46, Surah Al-Rum. وَمِنْ آيَاتِهِ أَنْ يُرْسِلَ الرِّيَاحَ مُبَشِّرَاتٍ وَلْيُذِيكَكُمْ مِنْ رَحْمَةٍ Allah says, and from amongst my signs is that I send the winds. I send the winds as bearers of glad tidings. Now the Arabs were learned people. They would even understand, they could actually determine the conditions of the wind. They knew exactly when to set sail. They knew when, when it would rain. They knew exactly when storm would come. During the day they would have a, a naval course to take. And in the night they would still steer the ship, the, the ship in the uh, right direction by looking at the stars. Mashallah. By looking at the stars. Allahu Akbar. Astronomy. And this was the Muslims. They would look at the stars and they would control the ship in the right direction. So these were experts. The Arabs were experts. And subhanAllah, when Islam came to them, it actually opened up the doors of progression, exploration. It opened up for them. And because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks of all the blessings that Allah has kept in this dunya. And so Allah says, وَلِتَبْتَغُوا مِنْ فَضْلِهِ Again from this ayat karima Allah says, for insan, they, they take their goods from one country to another country. But you want to do parcel somewhere in the world? By flight is something, by water is another cost. Allah says, وَلِتَبْتَغُوا مِنْ فَضْلِهِ وَلَعَلَّكُمْ تَشْكُرُونَ Allahu Akbar. These are some very beautiful verses of the Quran. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala even says that your, your boats and the ships that, that float is also a blessing from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's, it's not about technology. No. Uh, it's not about air being trapped and all of a sudden the, the, the ship has to float. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَمِنْ آيَاتِهِ الْجَوَارِ فِي الْبَحْرِ And amongst his signs are lofty ships running in the sea like huge mountains. Ocean liners, like huge mountains. And Allah says, in those days what would happen? If there was no wind, then the ships would be completely motionless. And nothing would happen. Allah says, these are my blessings and I give the power. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives the power. When we study the Quran, my respected brothers, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned certain words which uh, describe the seas and the ocean and also the signs of qiyamah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, is a shamsu kuwirat. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَإِذَا الْبِحَارُ fujirat." In the Quran, Allah even describes... Uh, boats and ships uh, ulama have mentioned in general two words have been used for an example one word in the Quran which is found in Surah Al-Kahf uh, the word Safina Safinatun in Arabic would mean uh, peeled wood peeled wood and it is from the Arabic word Safan Safan means to peel wood with a wedge to peel wood with a Wedge. So from Safan you get the word Safina And this means a boat And Hazrat Musa alayhi salatu was salam Was with Hazrat Khizr alayhi salam mm-hmm. 
Allah says, Hatta iza rakiba fi safinati kharaqaha. Now Musa alayhi salam was with Khizr alayhi salam. Hazrat Khizr alayhi salam had an axe with him. What he did, when they looked at Musa alayhi salam, they said, No charge for you, you're a pious man. What did they say? No charge. Nabi, no charge for you, come free. Khizr alayhi salam, no charge, free, you come and sit. Khizr alayhi salam took out an axe, and what he did is that he removed one of the planks of the boat, removed it and damaged the boat. And Musa alayhi salam said, is this what you do to people who allow us to travel free in their boats? But again, we won't go into this story and the tafsir of this ayat karima But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes the boat here as safinatun. But majority of the times in the Quran, the boat or the ships have been described with one word which is fulk. Fulk. A bit of Arabic lessons. Fulk. Fulk comes from the word falak. Falak means a wave of sea. And there's a possibility from falak you get the word fulk. Now, fuluk is mentioned in the Quran at least 23 times. Kitni marzaba? 23 times. What I want to highlight in front of the brothers here is the word fulk mentioned in the story of Hazrat Nuh alayhi salatu wasalam. And the account of Nuh alayhi salatu wasalam mentioned here is also very relevant to the topic that we are discussing. A great Nabi of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In fact, the title that was given to him is that he was Adame Sani. Adame Sani. The second Adam. The second progenitor. Hazrat Nu alayhi salatu was salam. A messenger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The first Rasul. The first Rasul. Adam alayhi salam was a Nabi. But Nu alayhi salatu was salam was a Rasul. The first Rasul. Why? Never before Nuh alayhi salatu was salam was there shirk in this dunya. Shirk only came during the time of Hazrat Nuh alayhi salatu was salam. From the time of Nuh alayhi salam. And that is why Allah appointed him as a Nabi. And Nuh alayhi salatu was salam is a grand prophet of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. A man who had seen many many faces. Who came, who lived with him and who had left the dunya, disappeared many generations. Generations upon generations came and they died. Why Allah blessed him with a long life? He was, he lived for more than a thousand years. And in the thousand years, the mission was only one. To invite people towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. To give da'wah. To give da'wah. And this was the mission of Anbiya alayhimu salatu In fact, when we study the Qur'an and when we study the, the, the mission given to Anbiya alayhimu salatu it was all about da'wah, giving da'wah to the kuffar. And Nuh alayhi salatu would give da'wah and it was the most difficult mission given to him. Very painful. They would actually throw stones at him. Shower him with stones and he would receive severe injuries. He would fall down to the ground unconscious. And then after that, they would come and kick Hazrat Nuh alayhi salatu was salam. A Nabi of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And they would say, look, this is Nuh. This is Nuh. Unconscious. This is Nuh. 
They would make a mockery out of the Nabi of Allah. And then he would again regain consciousness, stand up, and he would lift up his hands and he would make dua, Allah forgive my people. Allah. What would he say? Allah forgive my people. These are the prophets. And again he would give da'wah. After many, many years, the children and their children and their children and non-accepted tawheed, the oneness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Hazrat Nuh alayhi salatu wasalam then decided that it was time that he turned to Allah and he, he puts a complaint forward to Allah and he said, I have tried my best, Ya Allah. You help me. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed the verses to Hazrat Nuh alayhi salam. وَأُوحِيَ إِلَىٰ نُوحٍ أَنَّهُ لَيُؤْمِنَ مِنْ قَوْمِكِ إِلَّا مَنْ قَدْ آمَنَ Allah said to him, O oh, Nuh, don't waste your time. Don't waste your time. Those that have accepted Iman will be believers. And those that haven't accepted Iman, Allah has sealed their hearts. Allah has sealed their hearts because of their stubbornness. Because of their own actions. Allah has sealed their hearts. So don't waste your time. When this ayat karima was revealed to Hazrat Nuh alayhi salatu was salam, Hazrat Nuh alayhi salatu was salam after a few days lifted up his hands and made a dua. And this is in Surah Al-Nuh. And he says, Rabbi la tazar ala al-ardi min al-kafirina dayyara. Oh my Allah, don't even leave a single house of the disbeliever in this dunya. Don't even leave a house of the kafir. Innaka in tazarhum. Even if one is saved, they will mislead those who have embraced Iman. And if amongst them there is a woman who is pregnant, Hazrat Nuh knew the people so well that he said, even if she gave birth to a child, that child would be a kafir. And he made a bad dua. He made a dua against them, a curse. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accepted the dua of Hazrat Nuh alayhi salatu wasalam and said, Allah will destroy the people who have rejected your message. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will save you, your family, and those who have brought iman with you. This was the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala referring to the great flood. Now, for the first time, in the Quran, it is mentioned also here. When we, when you look at the New Testament, uh, the Old Testament is very different to the verses of the Quran. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says, "Wasna'il fulka bi'a'yunina." Allah gives a command to Nuh alayhi salam, "I want you to make an ark in front of my eyes." Now Allah has no eyes. What is meant by in front of my eyes is in the manner that I inspire you to do and in the hadith it comes that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had sent Jibreel Amin to explain to Nuh alayhi salatu wasalam how he must design this boat, this ark this ship subhanallah and ulama have mentioned that in this world the first man to construct a boat is actually a nabi and in fact, it's, it's the first prototype for the ship industry. The first of its kind. Yes, the world may have modernized everything today, but the first boat was constructed by Hazrat 
Nuh and he did not even know what is a boat, what is fulk. And Jibreel Amin would come every day, and from solid wood, Jibreel alayhi salam would say, put this plank here, do this, do that. In fact, it was so sophisticated, there were ventilators on from the right to the left, and it was like a three-storied building. It was like a three-storied building. This is what the Mu'arrikheen, Muslim historians have mentioned. Like a three-storied building. Subhanallah al That is why my respected brothers, all credit goes to Anbiya alayhimu salatu wasalam. Today insan has invented something, Mr. Dyson, and that's it. All credit goes to me. But credit must go to Anbiya alayhimu salam. This, the greatest invention is the wheel. Ahmad, don't you agree? The wheel. Huh? How would a plane land without a wheel? Allah save us. Huh? If the wheels don't pop out from the plane, what would happen? The best plane, but the wheels don't come out. Toh? Ya Allah. Allah save us. The best cars, but you have to have wheels. Mm-hmm. And this invention, the wheels, mm-hmm. subhanallah, this designing of the wheels comes from Hazrat Adam alayhi salam. And Adam alayhi salam taught the sons, Sheesh and Idris alayhi salatu wassalam. The wheels is from Adam alayhi salatu wassalam. And even farming and the rehabilita- rehabilitation of lands, everything was from Adam alayhi salatu wassalam. What you eat, the food, uh, subhanallah, all is the teachings of Anbiya alayhi salatu wassalam. If it was not for the prophets, we would be cannibals today. If it was not for the prop- prophets, we would be cannibals today. If it was not for Anbiya alayhi salam, children would be doing zina with the mother. Children would be doing zina with the mother. But it is the teachings of Anbiya alayhi salatu wasalam that has saved humanity. And all credit must go to the Nabi. Nabi. Insan, he achieves something and he says, oh, I did that. Eh? Meh, I did that. What about the raw materials? The wood, iron, metal, uh, petrol, gas, and everything that's there. It comes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Your brains, have you, are you the creator of your, of your own self? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given you the intelligence. So everything is with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so this is the first ark constructed by a Nabi. What you see, the designing again, it is already after something that was done and completed by a great Nabi whose name was Hazrat Nuh So we are, we are actually talking about the Khilafat of Hazrat Uthman that the first Muslim Navy was in the time of Hazrat Uthman that is Muslim Navy but the Arabs were people who were familiar with the seas and the ocean and in fact going all the way back to Hazrat Nuh alayhi salatu wasalam and this man, this great man when he was busy building the ark the, the people would come to him and would make would mock with Nuh alayhi salam and they would say Nuh what are you doing and Hazrat Nuh alayhi salatu was salam would say to them and he would say that soon the floods will come and everyone will be destroyed except for those who have said la ilaha illallah and they would laugh and they would say Nuh we haven't got water to drink and this wise man is saying that the floods will come on dry land and he will be saved. They would in the night come and urinate 
and use the boat as toilet in the night. And Hazrat Nuh alayhi salatu was salam would do sabr. These were the people, Allahu Akbar. They gave a lot of difficult times to Hazrat Nuh alayhi salatu was salam. Nuh alayhi salam said, In tasharu minna fa inna nasharu minkum kama tasharun. You make a mockery with the, with the Nabi of Allah. Soon a time will come that you will be humiliated. Soon a time will be, soon a time will come you will be humiliated. Allah says, Hatta iza jaa amruna wa farat tanur. Now tanur is an oven in which in those days uh, people would bake uh, roti or naan or bread, whatever. And so there was a tanur of uh, Hazrat Nuh alayhi salam. And the sign was that if water comes out from the tanur, now the floods will start. And so the water was coming out from the tanur. This was uh, on the 10th of Rajab. This was on the 10th of Rajab. Subhanallah And Allah instructed Nuh alayhi salam to take within the family and those who had believed in Allah. Hazrat Abdullah ibn Abbas says only 80 people had embraced Islam. Only 80. How many? 80. 1000 years of da'wah and only 80. And three of his sons came with him and all of them were Muslims. Sam, Ham and Yafis. Sam, Ham and Yafis. And also their wives. One son whose name was Kinan. He was a disbeliever. He did not come. And Adam alayhi salam was also told, uh, Nuh alayhi salam was also told to take with him uh, some of the uh, domestic animals. So for example, cows, not snakes, eh? cows, horses, goats. And so all the animals were also taken in pairs. Subhanallah, when the floods started, everything started, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave Nuh alayhi salam the key to control the ship. The key to control the ship. And Allah says, وَقَالَ ارْكَبُوا فِيهَا بِسْمِ اللَّهِ مَجْرِيهَا It's not majriha. It is majreha. The kiraat is majreha wa mursaha. Inna rabbi la ghafoorur rahim. And this is the key. Allah says, Say bismillah majreha wa mursaha. Inna rabbi la ghafoorur rahim. Every time Hazrat Nuh alayhi salam wanted the boat to move, he would say, Bismillah majreha. And it would start to move. Bismillah majreha. And it would start to and he want, if he wanted the boat to be anchored somewhere, he would say, وَمُرْسَاهَا وَمُرْسَاهَا And would stop. Subhanallah. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala again shows us the adab, the etiquettes of boarding. Uh, Allah says, with the name of Allah it sails and it anchors. With the name of Allah it sails and it stops and it anchors. That is why when we are also traveling, be it in a car, be it in a plane, one must always read the dua of safar. One must always read the dua of suffer. Who knows because of your dua, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will protect everybody that is around you. That is why before sleeping, if you read ayatul kursi, it does not only protect you, but it will protect also the localities, the neighbors that are around you, Muslims. Insha'Allah ta'ala. So, وَقَالَ رَكَبُوا فِيهَا بِسْمِ اللَّهِ مَجْرِيهَا وَمُرْسَاهَا إِنَّ رَبِّي لَغَفُورُ الرَّحِيمِ And he saw, whilst sailing, one of his sons, Kinan. And he said to Kinan, O oh my son, Ya Bunayyar, come ma'ana wala takum ma'al kafirin. You are my son, don't become a kafir. Come, come. Mm-hmm. And the son said, No, no, no. Sa'awi ila jabal, ya'asimuni min al ma. I will take refuge 
on a mountain, on a high mountain. And Hazrat Nuh alayhi salam said, لا عاصم اليوم من أمر الله إلا من رحيم. Nobody can save you today from the azab of Allah, from the punishment of Allah. Nobody except upon whom Allah has mercy. And while speaking to his son, a wave came and drowned Qinan, and he was drowned, killed. And Nuh alayhi salam being a father lifted up his hands and he says, Ya Allah, you promised me that you will save my family. And he was my son. Allahu Akbar. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed verses of the Quran. And in a very straightforward manner, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said to Nuh alayhi salam that how can he be your son who has not embraced iman, faith upon Allah. Now ulama have taken out one very important ruling mm-hmm. that even if they are two brothers one is a Muslim and the other one is non Muslims though biologically they may be related but in matters of religion they have no relationship in matters of religion they have no relationship that is why during the battles Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq's son was on the other side he had become a Muslim much later on and he said to Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq that I saw you with the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and if I wanted I could have killed you assassinated you Hazrat Abu Bakr said what stopped you he said that the only thing that stopped me was the fact that you are my father and Hazrat Abu Bakr said Wallahi if I had seen you nothing would have stopped me because I love Allah and His Rasul. Because I love Allah and His Rasul. Subhanallah. So when it, in Islam it is all about faith and good deeds. Faith and good deeds. One very important ruling. And so very quickly my respected brothers. The boats, the ark of Nuh alayhi salatu was salam was sailing uh, in, the, in the floods for six months. Allah. And it stopped, it, the, the floods subsided on the 10th of Muharram. And it stopped at the location, the Quran says, Wastawat alal judi. Wastawat alal judi. Now, judi mountain is today in Iraq, where you have the city of Mursil. Near the city of Mursil, you have the mountain of judi, and that is where the, the ark of Hazrat Nuh alayhi salam had stationed. It is said that Hazrat Nuh alayhi salatu was salam also had entered the zone of Haram Sharif and Allah had lifted up the Kaaba and Hazrat Nuh alayhi salatu was salam had made seven circuits around it, around the Kaaba. Seven circuits around the Kaaba and everything ended at on the 10th of Muharram. That is why some of the scholars have mentioned we don't have the exact date of the day of Qiyamah, but there is a possibility it could be tenth of Muharram. It could be tenth of Muharram. Wallahu alam. With that, inshallah, we end, my respected brothers. Uh, just to give you an understanding that the Arabs were people who did have a good understanding of the seas and the ocean, and inshallah, in the next session we will continue. Uh, with uh, the expeditions of Hazrat Amir Muawiyah radiyallahu ta'ala an wa akhiru da'wana an alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen 
اللهم صل على سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمد النبي الامي وعلى اله وسلم تسليما اللهم تقبل منا وتب علينا انك انت التواب الرحيم يا الله يا رحمان يا رحيم يا الله یہ نوجوان یہاں بیٹھے ہوئے ہیں یا اللہ محض تیری رضا کے لیے بیٹھے ہیں اللہ تو ہم تمام سے راضی ہو جا اللہ تو ہم تمام سے راضی ہو جا اللہ یہ مجلس ایک بہانہ بن جائے ہماری نجات کے لیے اللہ ہم آپ سے عافیت کا مطالبہ کرتے ہیں اللہ ہمیں آزمائش تکالیف سے بچا اللہ ہمیں آزمائش تکالیف سے بچا اللہ ہم تو بہت کمزور ہیں مالک ہم تو بہت کمزور ہیں اللہ تو غفور الرحیم ہے اللہ جیسے ماں اپنی اولاد کو تکلیف نہیں دیتی اللہ آپ تو رحیم ہے کریم ہے اللہ آپ ہماری حفاظت فرما آگے بھی پیچھے بھی دائیں بھی بائیں بھی اوپر سے بھی نیچے سے بھی اللہ ہر جانب سے تو ہماری حفاظت فرما اللہ جس کی جو پریشانی ہے اس پریشانی کو دور فرما اللہ جس کی جو پریشانی ہے اس پریشانی کو دور فرما اللہ مسلمانوں کی حفاظت فرما اللہ مسلمانوں کی حفاظت فرما اللہ مسلمانوں کی حفاظت فرما اللہ ایمان کے بعد کفر سے ہماری حفاظت فرما اللہ تندرستی کے بعد بیماری سے ہماری حفاظت فرما اللہ عزت کے بعد ذلت سے ہماری حفاظت فرما اللہ عزت کے بعد ذلت سے ہماری حفاظت فرما اللہ ہماری اولاد ہماری آنکھوں کی ٹھنڈک بنے اللہ ہماری اولاد قرت العین بنے اللہ ہماری اولاد نیک بنے اللہ ہماری نوجوان نسل نیک بنے اللہ دین اسلام کو ہم یوروپ میں اس ملک میں خوب پھیلاتے رہے اللہ یہ لوگ دین اسلام میں فوجن افواجہ داخل ہو جائے بڑی تعداد میں داخل ہو جائے اللہ تو ہماری حفاظت فرما اللہ تو ہماری حفاظت فرما اللہ موت آئے ایسے وقت میں یا اللہ کہ اس وقت تو ہم سے راضی ہو گیا ہو اللہ جس کی جو پریشانی ہو اس پریشانی کو دور فرما ہمارے رشتہ دار عزیز و قاریب میں سے جو چلے گئے اللہ ان کی قبروں کو منور فرما اللہ جو بیمار ہے ہسپتال میں یا اللہ ان کو شفا دے گھروں میں بیماری ان کو شفا دے یا رحمان جس کی جو پریشانی ہو اس پریشانی کو دور فرما صلی اللہ تعالی علی خیر خلقه محمد و علی آله و اصحابه و ازواجه و ذریاته و اهل بیته اجمعین برحمتک یا ارحم الراحمین